Good day to you, brothers, sisters, friends, and new faces, and welcome to Current Events and Christian Expectations. And today, in this podcast, we're going to discuss secrets, but specifically classified documents and the like. Today, we will lead off with the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 17. And as usual, we'll have several other scriptures that we'll read in reference today, and we'll put those in the overview. So, with our ability to keep a secret under the influence of the Holy Scriptures, let's just dig right in. Right. Thank you, Randy. God's got a secret. Can you keep it? This is about classified documents and a declassifying God. The podcast is about the ultimate value of the declassified documents, known in their total collection as the Bible, which is a value transcendently greater than any earthly classified secret. And for those who can keep God's secret, there are secrets to come. Listen up. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. In the world to come, those who have followed the Lord get to share the hidden manna, that's secret food, in a manner of speaking. And, of course, a white stone with a new name on it. That would be the name of the particular individual Christian, <clears throat> which no one knows but uh, himself and the Lord. Mm. So it's a unique relationship that God, through Jesus, will be able to have with everyone who is there in that kingdom. Well, current events, what are they? The recent disclosure of classified documents at the establishments of uh, Mr. Trump, President Biden, uh, former Vice President Pence, and are, are there more to come? I don't know. Is there surely? Surely there are. <laughs> Is there a problem with this? Mm, maybe. Remains to be seen. Security leaks that would harm our country. Mm, maybe. Remember Snowden and that leak. Mm-hmm. Does this rise to that? Remember the Pentagon Papers, which I do. It was a big deal back in the seventies. Do we classify too much? Or is some classification not for national security, but personal? To hide the deep state and its plans. Wouldn't be surprised. And now, the Chinese balloon event. (laughs) And what, a cover-up explanation? Here's a quote from uh, Time Magazine out on the internet, uh, February 6th of this year. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby said Monday that the Biden administration discovered, quote, at least three, end quote, prior occasions where Chinese surveillance balloons transversed through U.S. airspace. Now, let me stop there just a second. Uh, Mr. Kirby goes on and talks about the fact that there are forensics involved here and they can't be discussed, you know, i.e. they're classified. But let's continue Times, quote, But the fact that a foreign aircraft was able to penetrate U.S. defense systems is alarming. The U.S. has spent decades investing billions of dollars into radar installations, satellite constellations, and other globe-spanning systems with the goal of detecting airborne threats. Now, that's from Time Magazine. (laughs) And they're right. If this is true, how did did such a thing happen? Or is this about something else? Maybe it's about Trump. That's been tried. But then if Trump missed him, I mean, and they were there, then he wasn't told, well, that seems like that might be a treasonable problem. So the whole thing is a mess. Classifying material in order to cover up the real secrets is a recognized pattern of government corruption. 
Here's a quote from Noam Chomsky, and those who are uh, in the area of science and linguistics will know who that is. He's a groundbreaking philosopher in many ways. Here's his quote, and he's no Christian. Anyone who studies declassified documents soon becomes aware that government secrecy is largely an effort to protect policymakers from scrutiny by citizens not to protect the country from enemies. And that fellow is 96 years, no, 94 years old now. I didn't know, I checked on that. Didn't know he was still around. Well, the Christian expectation is that God does have secrets, but the important ones, he's already declassified. Of course, we're in the language of the Bible, as you will see. But the hidden secrets of the heart need to be declassified to be privy to these documents of God. Let's begin with one of my favorite statements from the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of his law. Yes, God has secrets and he has revelations. And as we will see, one of the greatest secrets he had, he made one of his greatest revelations, which is the gospel. So he reveals truths that were hidden as we move through the ages. Once the truth is revealed, there's a new accountability set up that wasn't uh, available before or in power before. Listen to Romans 5.13. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Exactly. This is why ex post facto laws are unconstitutional. I don't know if they got that from the Bible, but it was there first. Passing a law to make illegal an act already completed. That's wrong. And God recognizes that. So the greatest secret that's been revealed is the gospel of Jesus. Listen to this from 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 10. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. All right, ages passed, now it's revealed. People, though, don't grasp it. They don't have faith. Here's another way of saying that from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it's now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. It was classified. It was kept secret. Now it's revealed. And again, just to drive this point home, Colossians chapter 1, 24 through 26. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. The mystery hidden for generations, for ages. God knows how to keep a secret. And when he reveals it, he knows how to reveal it. And there are secrets yet to be revealed be 
informed of this because there are ages yet to come. This is not the last age. This is only the next age. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's more to come. Listen to this, uh, which is a familiar passage, of Paul from 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 12. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Referring, of course, to the return of Jesus. Uh, and the analogy he uses, we would say that we are in the childhood now of knowing. Childhood. But full adulthood is coming at the return of Jesus. And more to come as the ages unroll, as Paul discloses in Ephesians 2, 5 through 7. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In the ages to come, more to know, more to come to understand that we can't understand now. Future revelations are necessary, for it takes ages to take in all that God has done for us. And he's good at keeping these secrets, and when he makes revelations, it is truly a revelation. Now, there are documents involved in this, and documents he has declassified are the Old Testament ones. And they've been made clear through the revelation known as the New Testament. The earlier ages, as you could tell from the passages Randy read, knew nothing of this. Though they looked to declassify them themselves, they were told the secret wasn't for them, but for us. Here's an amazing passage, 1 Peter 1, 10 through 12. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Yes, when I was uh, working for NASA in the Air Force over in the Philippines, we had a thing about uh, secret documents for your eyes only. Mm. Now, this is for uh, our ears only, so to speak. And that's what the ancient prophets were told. This is not for you. You're not going to figure it out. It's for another group of people to come. You don't have clearance. Now, that sounds like, um, well, why shouldn't God be more merciful? But the point to be made is we should be celebrating God because he's now revealed that, and we're the ones who got this declassified document, mm -hmm. this revelation, this secret. Thank goodness. Yes. Jesus tells the disciples of this grand privilege they have in knowing what others wanted to know but didn't have the clearance to know. Matthew 13, 16 and 17. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Yes, for your eyes only, for your ears only. This has been revealed to you. Others wanted, they were righteous, they were good, but they didn't have the clearance. We have been granted clearance. We should really, truly appreciate that. 
speaking of clearances, did you ever have to go through any type of significant background check when you worked for the NSA and in the Philippines? Well, I got all that when I was in basic training. That was done. In fact, when I got back, I just I was interested in how it was done. So I talked. I had to give them a list of names. So I went to the guy I was, who was boss over me at the general store there mm-hmm. in the hills of Eastern Campbell yeah. County, where I worked, stocking <laughs> where, shelves, where, where all of the spies are known to come from. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, his name was Matt. And I said, uh, by the way, Matt, what? Just what did you say to the? I mean, I got my clearance. You know, I came home on leave. This is what we're discussing. And I said, what did? Uh, what did you tell him? He says, I didn't get to tell them anything. He said, they came to me and they wanted five names of people that I knew that knew you. And they went to them. I never found out who it was they talked mm. to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a top secret clearance and um, we in- enjoyed knowing those secrets. But with that comes responsibility, as we're saying. Once you enter into that area, you're uh, accountable in ways you weren't before. Mm-hmm. So we have this privilege of the revelation of Jesus kept secret but now we also have this grand accountability. So listen to Paul as uh, he, he said in, uh, in 1 Corinthians, as he said in Ephesians, and as Randy read in Colossians. Listen to this passage from Romans 16, 25 and 26. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. There you go. Once again, hidden for ages past, but now made known. Prophetic writings, which, of course, are the scriptures, the Old Testament. This is how Paul exhorts Timothy in this regard, 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Right, referring to the Old Testament. Now that Christ has come, we see things there that the people who wrote them did not see. Mm. We know things there now that the people who wrote those original documents did not know. The point is, we should be more concerned about these documents than any others. Shouldn't we be concerned about matters that are secret, top secret even? Yes, but there is a priority. priority. Uh, When I was, uh, as mentioned earlier, in the Air Force, stationed in the Philippines, uh, I was a radio operator, code receptor, uh, under the auspices of NSA. I had a top secret clearance. But those things I knew then don't even compare to the secrets now revealed through the gospel. Now, in the Old Testament, only the prophets had clearance for God's secrets for those times. Listen to Amos 3.7. For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. He does nothing without revealing his secret to the prophets. They were privy. They had top secret clearance for their Mm -hmm. ears and their eyes only for Mm -hmm. things going on in their day. But today, we Christians are all Amoses, for we have access to all God's documents, declassified for us to assist us in understanding this present evil age. What a privilege that is, greater than getting a top-secret clearance from the Department of Justice. Now, first, to be a good keeper of any secret, we need to be loyal to what we already know. And this will keep us from being duped by Satan's luring, lying secrets. And as so often in these podcasts, we find... Whatever topic we've got this current event, we go back to the origin of these things in Genesis. Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. 
But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Yes, Satan is telling Eve, God's got a secret and he has not shared it with you. Yes, he's keeping it from you. Now, as we have seen already, he did have a secret, the gospel. But, of course, Satan had no idea what that was. So he told her a lie about God, what we would call disinformation. God is jealous of his knowledge and wants to keep it to himself. Come on, Eve. Yes, Satan reveals the so-called top secret of God in the beginning. Satan loves confusion. And he's focused at the personal level, even when it's the government. And note this very important truth. Adam and Eve are, in fact, the government at this time, charged with the running of the world. Just go back to Genesis 1, where he says, go forth and have dominion and rule over the earth. Mm -hmm. It's both personal and governmental. So there's no distinction with Satan in these matters. And he always starts at the personal, even if you're involved in top-secret government. And that's why the personal aspect of keeping a secret is the basis for keeping anything else as a secret and far more important. Now, Listen to this quote. Uh, this is from Anthony Lewis, journalist and Pulitzer Prize winner, who is credited with creating the field of legal journalism in the United States. Here's the quote. There's something about official life that makes people want to have power, and secrecy is power. Mm. Yes, and this is always Satan's temptation. He knows things we don't and wants to share them with us. Do this, and you'll have power. Do that, and you'll have knowledge. Come over here and try this, and you'll have riches. And you'll know stuff that nobody else does. Sometimes that which is presented as secret is truly disinformation, as was Satan's lie to Eve. Churches are not immune to this, especially involving teachings of idolatry and those that lead to immorality. Listen to this from Revelation 2, 24-25. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast that you have until I come. Right. Deep things, secret things to be initiated into so you get to know them. Paul says it this way in Ephesians 5.12. For it's shameful even to speak of things that they do in secret. Right. Just as there are things we cannot unsee, so there are defiling secrets we cannot unknow. But it's a secret. I want to know. I want to have that power. That's the result of giving in to Satan. Here's a quote from William Penn. It is wise not to seek a secret. Do you have an itch to know secrets? Watch out. Not the way to go. As Christians, keeping secrets uh, depends on why we keep them. And it depends on for who we keep it for and why should we keep it. And in fact, should we keep it? Our integrity in this forms the foundation for being trusted with the problems of others. Proverbs eleven thirteen: Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. Right. Uh, people who uh, can't keep their mouths closed they end up slandering. But we've got to, if we're trusted with a secret, you got to keep it. Here's a quote from William Scott Downey, a writer uh, from apparently a couple centuries ago, wrote a book just called Proverbs. I like this one. This is really good. 
To keep your own secrets is wisdom, but to expect others to keep them is folly. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. And there are certain things we learn about others from blabbermouths that we really don't need to know. So listen to Proverbs 2019. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. Right. Our personal integrity is foundational for the keeping of our word. Psalm 15 asks, who can dwell on God's holy mountain? And the answer is in verse 4, and this is the Christian Standard Bible translation, which makes it clear. Who can dwell on God's holy mountain? The one who keeps his word, whatever the cost. That's what it means to be entrusted with a secret. This is a rare thing. So good old Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin says, and I quote him, three may keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> and that's the truth. That's from poor Richard's almanac. Also, Proverbs counsels us not to reveal another secret when settling a problem with your neighbor. And Jesus reinforces this in the New Testament. Try to settle disputes without giving away confidences or secrets. Listen to, first of all, the first verse of this passage from Matthew 18, verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Right. You go and discuss it in private because there may be some things there that nobody else needs to know about in sorting this out. But if that doesn't work out, then you move to the next level, verse 16. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Right, take some uh, people with you, and uh, preferably not your friends, but his. Mm. That would make it more objective. But sometimes that doesn't even work, and then that's when everything has to be made public, which is not a good thing, but a necessity at times. Verse 17. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Life would be much simpler if we would all just apply Matthew 18. Absolutely. Absolutely. That which can be solved privately doesn't have to be revealed publicly. And that's the way most people like to solve their problems. Make them public first. Social media. Yes. Let's go. That's you exactly have offended the, me. the problem with social media. So to get... Uh, to get there, to get to this place where we understand these truths, we need to declassify our secrets before God, which the Bible's word for that is confession, of course. Why? Because God knows all secrets, and the secrets he's most concerned about aren't found in President Biden's garage or President Trump's hotel room. He's on record about this, and he never mentions state secrets. All the secrets on that day are up close and personal. As we already mentioned with Adam and Eve, they are the government of the day. But this business of a secret was up close and personal. Listen to this series of truths about the great day of declassification to come. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. It's going to happen, no matter how many secrets people have kept. Psalms 90, verse 8. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. He knows, and what he's concerned with is not classified documents, but the secrets of our heart that is prior to anything, dealing with a document that the world would classify as secret or top secret. 
What's going to happen on that great day? Listen to Romans 2, 15 through 16. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuses them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. The secrets of men, of course, and of women, not governments or their agencies. And that day, everything is personal, because that's the bottom line, the foundation for everything. And then again, 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. Right, commendation, and of course, obviously, our condemnation. Or as Jesus says, that which is whispered in the rooms one day will be shouted from the housetops. What we have done with the documents of this life are dependent on what we've done with the documents of God. Or as Jesus says, listen to this, John 5, 28, 29. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Yes, that great judgment is coming. And based on what? Listen to verses 45 through 47. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you. Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you will, would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? If you do not believe his writings, the documents of the Old Testament, which have been made clear through the life event of Jesus in birth, uh, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and enthronement in heaven, and the promise of his soon return. Since God knows the secrets of our hearts, we need to declassify all before God as soon as he makes it known to us. Listen to this wonderful passage, one of my favorite in 1 Corinthians, believe it or not, because it deals with just people in a church being church people, being Christians, speaking the word of God to encourage one another, to help one another. And a, and a visitor comes in or unbeliever and something that somebody says grabs a hold of them. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 14, 24-25. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters. He is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so, falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. Right. The secrets of his heart are made clear to him, first mm -hmm. and foremost. It's not about to the congregation who was there. He will realize this is what he has been hiding. That is so important. Here is a terrific quote to throw light on that passage. This is from André Malraux, French novelist and a minister of cultural affairs for France in the 20th century, mid-20th century. Quote, man is not what he thinks he is. He is what he hides. That's why God wants to declassify the heart's secrets and bring you to be a new person. The words spoken in this uh, congregation of uh, Corinth that Paul's referring to, or you can call it a small group, uh, hits home to the visitor, and he knows that God knows and that God is there. <laughs> to God, nothing is classified. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, 
but are and exposed to the eyes of whom to whom we must give account. Absolutely. And again, that's for our personal lives. That's the basis of everything about our hearts and God's way of declassifying. We give an account, not to Congress or the Department of Justice, the State Department, but to God who knows all and sees all. So let's strive to continually declassify our secrets to God so we will be trustworthy of the kingdom to come and to have no deceit in us, nothing hidden. As Jesus says of Nathanael in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, 47 to 49. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Right, under the fig tree, he was meditating and apparently praying and making his heart open to God. No secrets, therefore no deceit. And when, and God does share his secrets with us as we come into his influence. Listen to this from Psalm 25, 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. Right. And this again has another fulfillment in Revelation 2-7 that Randy read as we started this podcast about that day when we get to share the hidden manna and are given a new name written on that white stone, which in classical times was indication of membership in a, a select kind of society. Mm. And it's you and the Lord, me and the Lord, and that unique relationship we have then. Things go on between us that is known only to us. In this life, what matters is the secret of how to live. But it is no secret what God can do, as the old song says. Paul speaks of this secret, which should be a declassified truth to all who come to the Lord. Philippians 4, 10 through 13. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And whatever situation he's in, he gets the strength from Christ, and that's the secret to contentment and life. And thus all this mystery and intrigue for classified documents will not disturb us if we have that secret and are content. On that great day of judgment, classified government documents, whatever their contents, will pale in comparison to the declassification of the secrets of the heart. Mm. What will it profit us to have kept a document top secret when we didn't declassify our own secrets before God? Remember uh, the great governmental cover-up of uh, David in the matter of Uriah and Bathsheba? Uh, I believe it's in Samuel, 2 Samuel 11, uh, verse 14. Uh, anyway, that's where the story is. And we all know the story. He sees Bathsheba, invites her in. Uh, he sleeps with her. She sends a note, I'm now pregnant. He tries to take uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, and uh, induce him to go home and, and have uh, sex with his wife. And that doesn't work. And then he tries another time, get him drunk. And, and that doesn't work because Uriah keeps saying, I can't do this. How can I do this when the soldiers are out here, you know, ready mm -hmm. for battle? I've, I, I'm dedicated to this. He's a, he's a trustworthy man. So 
what happens is, is that David comes up with this plan to get rid of um, Uriah. And uh, the interesting thing is, Scripture says he writes a note. It's classified. Mm. And he has Uriah carry it. Mm-hmm. And the note says, make sure this guy gets in the front line and gets killed. Mm-hmm. It's, ex- it's ex- very clever because David knew the only person he could trust with a secret. Isn't that odd? Was, it's ironical. Was the, guy, yeah. was the guy he's going to kill. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yes. So that's a governmental cover-up back in the Bible. And it was not about saving Israel from their enemies. It was something else entirely. And that's been going on since the time of David and before and even now. So... He thought, David thought, he had kept that secret covered up. God knew, and he told Nathan. As Matthew 6, 6 says, God sees in secret places. So let us, like David, repent of such things and gain clearance for the coming kingdom of God, and that will be revealed then. That's the Christian expectation. Well, thanks, Jim. You've given us a lot to think about, and there might be some questions and comments on it. And we'd love to hear those questions and comments from you. So please send your questions or comments to eventsandexpectations at gmail.com. We'll use your question or comment on air where possible, and we'll always answer you. This has been Current Events and Christian Expectations. And until next time, keep looking up. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler.